0: He doesn't ask for a little bit. He asks for everything. Are we willing to give him everything? Because he is worthy of our praise. He is worthy of everything that we have. So do we give him everything? Because he deserves it. That was free. I just love that song. Okay, so good news what's the good news? I think about that sarcastically sometimes when you, when you know everything's kind of falling apart and you're having one of those days. So what's the good news? Have you ever had someone come up to you and say, I've got good news and I've got bad news? Okay, let's do this. By show of hands, who likes to receive the good news first and the bad news second? Raise your hand. Okay, Blake, the only one. Okay, what about the other way around? The bad news first, the good news last. Yes, I'm the same way. I like to end on a good note. It's the same thing when I'm shooting around playing basketball. I got to end on a good note. You got to make one more shot before you leave. Peck knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm the same way, man. I like to end on a good note. We don't want to end on a bad note, because when somebody says, I've got good news and I've got bad news, you already know that there's bad news, so why not start with that first so that you can end on the good news? That's the way I see it. I'm glad I'm not weird, because you all kind of agree with me a little bit. So would you guys agree that that's the same reason why you like to receive the good news last, or is there another reason? Does anyone have a different reason than ending on a good note? You want to wait to hear the bad news? Oh, you don't want to wait. You just want to get it over with right then. Kellen, did you have something? Are you a little sore, man? Sorry, dude. I saw you were wrapped up like a Christmas package. Okay, so let's transition into bad news into a bad day. So this is how we're going to do this. So suppose you ever notice how when your day starts off bad it just continues to progress worse and worse and worse and worse colton would you agree is that what you're talking about with luke okay so it kind of has a snowball effect right so let's do this for example if you were to start off your day let's say you had to get up early you had to get to school early so let's say you set your alarm that night and you set it for 5:30 p.m. Instead of a.m. Anybody ever done that? Awful. It is awful. So what happens is, what happens is, is you naturally wake up at the time that you normally would instead of your early time, so now you're in a rush. So you wake up, you're in a rush, you don't even have time to take a shower, so you leave, so now you're a hot mess. As soon as you get outside and you get in your car, you didn't have a chance to shower, so that's, you're a hot mess. Then you get outside, and you realize when you're leaving that it's cold outside, and you're not dressed appropriately for it. And it's raining, and you didn't bring your coat or an umbrella for you ladies that don't want your hair wet. So now, you're a hot, wet, cold mess. Then you look down at your gas gauge, and you're going to have to get gas before you get to school. You, you, You can't just stay home. That's a bad idea. That's a bad attitude, Colton. But it, but it started off so bad, you think it can only get better, you know. So you look down at your gas gauge at this time, and you're almost out of gas. So you got to stop at the gas station, which you don't have time for. You and it gets robbed. Okay, I didn't have that one added in here, so we're gonna pretend you didn't say that. So because that's really weird, but I guess you have that happen all the time. So you get to the gas station, you fill up your tank, you're so quick at pulling the nozzle out, you sling gas all over your clothes, (laughs) or you drip it down your pants, or like, you know, when the wind's blowing a certain way, and you pull it out of there, and like the couple drips that come, they, 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 well, I don't know why that's so funny. So now, you're a hot, wet, cold, flammable mess. (laughs) So, you get in your car, you're leaving the gas station, you're heading to school, And for some reason, the entire world must be conspiring against you, and all traffic lights included, because everybody's cutting you off, the slowest drivers are in front of you, you hit every single red light that there is, so now you're upset about that. So you start speeding. So what happens next? You get pulled over, and you get a ticket. So now, you're a hot, wet, cold, flammable, criminal mess. So, you finally get to school and you defeat the world. You made it to school and you're not that late. So, you get in class and your teacher asks for your homework assignment. So, you turn around to get it out of your backpack and you forgot your backpack. So, now you're a hot, wet, cold, flammable, criminal, failing mess. And that's your entire day. It just keeps getting worse. I'm getting there, Austin. Don't jump the gun. And that's how your day goes. And we all have those days because the reality is if you live long enough, circumstances will take a turn for the worst. It's just true. That's just life. True that. that. I like that. Things are going to go wrong. It's a fact. We can't control it. It's a done deal. You can't stop it. And our natural reaction is to fall into despair. So out of desperation, we begin to pray in those moments. And we ask God to remove us from the difficult circumstances. And when we're not removed from the difficulty right away, we come to our own conclusions. One of them a lot of times is, God must not be listening right now. Another one is is that God doesn't want to bless me right now. Those are definite lies from the enemy. And maybe... Instead of saying, God must not be listening, maybe we should be praying for God's presence within the difficult situation. And maybe instead of just saying, God's not blessing me now, we should say, what is God teaching me now through this? Because he puts us through tests and trials. We see that in God's word, and that's true to today. So tonight we're going to be reading in Mark chapter 9 verse 14 through 29 and what's going on in this one is um, there's a little boy who's possessed and so when they came to the other disciples they saw a large crowd around them and listen up guys and the teachers of the law arguing with them as soon as all the people saw Jesus they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him what are you arguing with them about he asked When the Spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked for the boy's father, How long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him. But if, listen to this, but if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. I love what Jesus says. If you can. He's like, I'm Jesus. Really, if I can? Everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said. I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently, and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet, and he stood up. After Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples asked him privately, why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, this kind can come out only by prayer. That's a pretty rough situation. That's not just a bad day, because that boy had been like that since childhood. And I wonder, I wonder if that father thought, man, I wish, I wish that I could take that on. I wish that I could take that away from him. And I think that he tried to do it himself so much when all he had to do was believe that Jesus could do it. And you see, Jesus shows us in this passage the difference between difficult times of a believer and an unbeliever, which is the same person, really. Now, the people were that way as well because he he called them an unbelieving generation. But I think about the father in this, and I think, like I said, he tried to do it himself, And it didn't work. And so that difficulty, it never got better. He couldn't understand why he couldn't get it done. And without Jesus, our difficult times can look pretty bleak. They can look pretty negative. But with Jesus, you see, when he finally confessed that, his unbelief, he said, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. And I wonder too, I, did, I read through this a little bit. And so when Jesus talked to his disciples and he said, this kind can only come out by prayer. I wonder if in this particular instance, it could only come out through Jesus so that he can make a point. Because I mean, truthfully, to me, I see it as that father got saved. You guys following me? I see it as, he didn't truly believe. He may have said it, but he confessed to Jesus, help me overcome my unbelief. And so the difference was, unbelief, difficult situation didn't get better. Belief that Jesus can take over, and he gives him the hope. He gives us the hope that good will come from the bad. And in Romans eight twenty-eight, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose in all things. And sometimes we choose just the good things and say that that's when the God's working, that's when the Lord's working, just in the good. But he works in the bad too. And sometimes we give the enemy credit, and I've shared that with you guys before. Sometimes God puts us through difficult things. I mean, think about what he allowed with Job. Job had everything taken away from him. His family, his family, everyone close to him, everything that he had worked for his whole life because God wanted to make a point out of it and show that he was going to endure and that he was going to believe that the Lord would take him through this and something good would come from it. I wonder if we focused like that today in the difficult times. And our focus wasn't so much on the difficulty as it was on What good can come from this? How can God be glorified through this? So when you're upset with difficulty, the good news is, John 14, God says, do not let your hearts be troubled and trust in God. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And when you feel alone, consumed with difficulty, the good news is, Psalms 23, God says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And when you feel weak, the good news is, in Psalms 18, the Lord is my strength, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God is my rock in whom I take refuge, and he is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. And when you feel like God is a thousand miles away, The good news is, in Matthew 28, God says, I am surely with you always to the very end of the age. Does it always feel like he's always with us? He promises he is. I am surely with you always to the very end of the age. So when you get called home, or I come back, is what that means. And when you think that something isn't possible, the good news is, in Ephesians chapter 3, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine, according to his power that is in work within us. Immeasurably more. We can't even imagine. And when you feel worthless, this was me for a long time. And I laid it down and I went and picked it up. And then I laid it down and I went and picked it up. When you feel worthless, the good news is God created you for a purpose and his love stretches as far as the east is from the west. The good news is he will never leave you nor forsake you. The good news is he can forgive you for your sins if you just ask. The good news is He doesn't see us for what we've done, but He loves us for who we are in Him. You see, the difficulty or bad news or bad circumstances or negativity is temporary. Those are temporary things. God's promises, all those promises I just read you and so much more, are eternal. They're eternal, never changing. Don't settle for temporary. Strive for eternal. Don't settle. We were made for so much more than that. Don't let difficulty drag you down any longer, but instead let it propel you into who God has called you to be. So use it in a different way. Because that's what God's doing. He's trying to grow you. He's trying to teach you. He's trying to reproof you into his masterpiece. And God doesn't make mistakes. You're not a mistake. You're not junk. God doesn't take time to make junk. Instead of saying, how can I get out of this? Say, how can God be glorified through this? Look for the good news. I'm going to play something that this, you guys may have heard of this guy before. His name's Nick Vujicic and Vujicic, Vujicic, I don't know how to say his last name, but he's awesome. Um, Anyway, I want you to think about difficulty when you see him and when you listen to his story. And I want you to think about difficulty in your life and how those difficult situations can be used as good news to glorify God because that's the way that this guy's lived his life and you guys are going to absolutely love this I promise
1: you know when people see me for the first time they don't know exactly what to do and then they see my smile and I open my mouth and say hey give me a hug and they're thinking oh this guy's cool you know but it's all about them understanding when they look me in the eyes and they hear me speak for just a little bit you start to forget that you're talking to a limbless man because a man who looks broken on the outside is more than complete on the inside I would hear my dad talking about the Bible and and seeing him preach uh, from the pulpit but man I just couldn't understand why would God let this happen to me and at age eight age 12, I went through a a deep depression. People ask me, well, Nick, how how did you come out of that? Because I read at 15 years old, John chapter 9, where a man was born blind. Jesus said he was born that way, so that the works of God may be revealed through him. And man, a wave of faith came over me, and I realized, wow, you know, I've been waiting for God to do a miracle. He's already given me the greatest miracle of You know what I realized in my life of meeting so many people? That a broken heart is a broken heart. But there is hope. I couldn't change the fact that I had no arms and no legs and I was so afraid that I was going to be alone for the rest of my life. There are some times in life where you fall down and you feel like you don't have the strength to get back up And God says to you hold on I'm with you and I'm going to give you the strength to get back up it's not the end I know that it's not how you look it's who you are we honestly save a life and that's why we have been put here by it should have been impossible for me without arms and legs to get back up when I was falling down but with God all things are possible.
0: This guy speaks all over the world. When he talks about going through that difficult time, I read this article about him, and he was about 12 years old, and he tried to kill himself in his bathtub. Couldn't get it done. I believe because God protected him. And I love the fact that he says, too, um, with the whole closet thing where he keeps a pair of shoes in his closet because he believes in miracles. And through difficulty, God is glorified. Lives are changed. He has no arms and no legs, he's completely limbless. And God spoke to him through his word. Because God showed him that through the most difficult things, that God can be glorified. And his kingdom can be furthered. You see, it's not about us. It's about him. Nick, now he's married. Absolutely drop-dead gorgeous, beautiful wife. And the Lord has blessed them. I think here not too long ago, I don't know if they have two, but I know that they have one. They were able to have a child. And he knows he's doing exactly what he's called to do. I think about him sometimes. I've known about him for several years. I think about him sometimes when kind of having one of those oh, woes me moments. You know, those bad days like I talked about earlier. I think, is it really that bad? We have to look for the good news. How can God be glorified? I don't know why we go through the things we do, but God does. And sometimes it is our own doing. And if you're in that close relationship with the Lord, the Holy Spirit will reveal that to you. You know when you're not supposed to do something, you know when you're not supposed to say something, you get checked. Holy Spirit's like, whoa, that wasn't a very good idea. But sometimes we're walking. We know that God says to go this direction. We know that God wants us to speak to this person. We know that God wants us to act this way. We do it, and difficulty happens. But look for the good news. There's always good news. God uses the most broken things to perform the most beautiful miracles. Think about that. Brokenness. Think about Nick. He could have very well made up his mind to just hate God for life. Right? We could choose to go that direction. It's free will. But that's not the right plan. You guys stand up. Let's go ahead and pray. Don't settle for temporary, guys. Strive for eternal. Look for the good news. Keep your focus on God. I feel like so much of this just keeps kind of running together. And I don't, listen, I don't know what God's doing, but I know he's doing something. And we keep, we keep, we keep talking about difficulty and we keep talking about storms and I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. but look for the good news. Focus on that. It'll make the storm a lot easier. It'll make that temporary feeling, that temporary pain kind of dissipate. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we're so thankful for the promises in your word and that they are eternal. And that nothing compares to a life with you. God, I pray that each and every one of us in this room, that when we go through difficult times, when we go through storms, when we get bad news, when we have a bad day, that we can look for the good news. And say, what's the good news? How does God want to be glorified? How can I grow closer to him through this? Instead of being overshadowed and brought down. God, we're thankful, God, that you love us and that you care so much about us because we're here for a purpose. God, I pray for each and every one of us in this room that you will reveal your purpose to us. Give us clarity of vision for where you want us to go, for who you want us to be, and help us to see the good through the bad. God, we're so thankful for your Holy Spirit, God, and all the gifts that you give us. You equip us perfectly to accomplish your perfect will. And God, I pray that we just recognize that that power is inside of us. The same power that worked miracles then is the same power that's inside of us today. God, help us to know that you want to use us to do immeasurably more than we could ever imagine. God, fill us up to the brim with your Holy Spirit, God. I pray that our hearts are so full that there's room for nothing else. And as we overflow, we spill out onto those around us. And we plant seeds. And we water seeds. And that you make them grow. God, continue to show us the direction you want us to go. Continue to give us a Christ-like awareness, God. God, we're thankful for your presence. Lead us and guide us in the direction you want us to go. And I pray that nobody, nobody in this room strays from the blood. I pray a hedge of protection around everyone in this room. And I pray against the enemy's schemes. We cast him out in Jesus' name. God, we love you. We thank you. Let us glorify you in everything that we do. And it's in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you, guys. Hey, hey, hang on. Yeah. Hey, if you're a senior, we totally forgot to Oh. We totally forgot to put this in the announcements, but there is a form on the table that every senior needs to take home and fill out and we have to tell Cindy to put that in the announcements for Sunday because we forgot. So if you're a senior, table, don't forget. Okay, now you're dismissed.